Sri Sai Sacharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, A Modern Rendering. Chapter 21 In this chapter, Ahmad Pant relates three very interesting stories, which if very carefully read and grasped, will lead readers onto the spiritual path. Our past merits enable us to seek the company of saints. It is a general rule that it is our good luck in the form of the accumulation of merits from past births that enable us to seek the company of saints and profit from it. To illustrate this rule, Ahmad Pont gives his own example. He was a resident magistrate of Bandra, a suburb of Mumbai, for many years. A famous Muslim saint named Pir Mulan lived there, and many Hindus, Parsis, and others who followed different religions used to go and have his darshan. His priest, Unus, pressed Hamad Pant over and over to go and see him, but for some reason or other he was never able to do so. After many years, he finally came to be in the company of a saint. He was called to Shirdi, where he was permanently enlisted in Baba's court. Unfortunately, people do not get this contact of saints. It is only the fortunate ones that do. Institutions of Saints There has been the institution of saints in this world from time immemorial. Various saints incarnate themselves in various places to carry out the missions given to them. Although they work in different places, they are one. They work in unison under the common authority of the Almighty and know full well what the other is doing, supplementing the other's work where necessary. An instance illustrating this is given below. Mr. Takur meets Baba. Mr. Takur was a clerk in the revenue department. He once came to a town named Badgam, along with the survey party. There he saw a Canarese saint named Appa and bowed before him. The saint was explaining to an audience Vichash Sagar, a standard work on Vedanta. As Takor was taking leave, the saint said to him, You should study this book, and if you do, your desires will be fulfilled. In the future, when you go to the north to do your duties, you will come across a great saint. By your luck, he will show you your future path, give peace to your mind, and make you happy. Then he was transferred to Junar, which could only be reached by crossing Nane Ghat. This Ghat was very steep and impassable, and no other conveyance other than a buffalo was of use in crossing it. This meant he had now to take a buffalo ride through the gat, which inconvenienced and pained him much, 
Later, he was transferred to Kalyan on a higher post, and there he became acquainted with Nana Saheb. He heard much about Sai Baba from him and wished to see Baba. The next day, Nana Saheb had to go to Shirdi. He invited Thakur to accompany him. Thakur could not go as he had to go to the Tana court for a civil case. So Nana Saheb went alone. Thakur went to Tana, but the case was postponed. He regretted not accompanying Nana Saheb, so he left for Shirdi himself. When he arrived, he found that Nana Saheb had left the previous day. Some of his other friends whom he met there took him to Baba. He saw Baba, fell at his feet, and was overjoyed. His eyes were full of tears of joy, and his hair stood on end. After some time, the omniscient Baba said to him, The path to this place is not as easy as the teaching of the canaries Saint Appa, or even as the buffalo rod in the Nane Ghat. On this spiritual path, you have to give your best effort, as it is very difficult. When Thakur heard these significant signs, which no one else knew. He was overwhelmed with joy. He came to know that the words of the Canterese saint had come true. Then joining both hands and placing his head on Baba's feet, he prayed that he should be accepted and blessed. Then Baba said, What Appa told you was right, but these things have to be practiced and lived. Mere reading won't do. You have to think and experience what you read. Otherwise, it is of no use. Mere book learning, without the grace of the guru and self-realization, is of no benefit. The theoretical portion from the work Bichar Sagar was read by Thakur, but the practical way was shown to him in Shirdi. Another story given here will bring out this truth even more powerfully. Asking for Peace of Mind A gentleman from Pune, Anantrao Pantakar, wished to see Baba. He came to Shirdi and had Baba's darshan. His eyes were satisfied and he was much pleased. He fell at Baba's feet and after performing proper worship said to Baba, I have read a lot, studied the Vedas, Vedanta, Upanishads, and heard all the Puranas, but as I still do not have peace of mind, I think that all my reading was useless. Some ignorant, devout people are better off than I am. Unless the mind becomes calm, all book learning is of no use. I have heard from many people that you easily give peace of mind to so many people by your mere glance and word. I have come here. Please take pity on me and bless me. Parable of the Nine Balls of Stool Nine Types of Devotion Then Baba told him the following parable. Baba said, once a merchant came here, before him a mare passed nine balls of stool. The merchant, intent on his search, spread the end of his dhoti 
and gathered all nine balls into it, and so gained concentration of mind. Patankar could not make out the meaning of this story, so he asked Dada Saheb, What does Baba mean by this? Dada Saheb replied, I too do not know all that Baba says and means, but by his inspiration I can say what I've come to know. The mare is God's grace, and the nine balls excreted are the nine forms of bhakti. Shravana, hearing. Kirtana, singing. Smarana, remembering. Padasevana, worshipping God's feet. Archana, worship. Namaskara, bowing. Dasya, service. Sakyatva, friendship. Atmanibedana, surrender to the self. These are the nine types of bhakti. If any of these is faithfully followed, the Lord will be pleased and manifest himself in the home of the devotee. All the sadhanas, japa, tapas, yoga practice, and study and expounding of scriptures are quite useless unless they are accompanied by devotion. Knowing of the Vedas, or fame as a great yani, or mere formal bhajan, are of no avail. What is wanted is loving devotion. Consider yourself as the merchant or seeker of the truth, and be eager like him to collect or cultivate the nine types of devotion. Then you will attain stability and peace of mind. Next day, when Pantakar went to Baba, he was asked whether he had collected the nine balls of stool. Patankar said that he, being a poor fellow, should first be graced by Baba, then they could easily be collected. Baba blessed and comforted him, saying that he would attain peace and happiness. After hearing this, Patankar was overjoyed and happy. Never speak ill or criticize others. We shall close this chapter with a short story showing Baba's omniscience and his use of it to correct people and set them on the right path. Once a solicitor from Pandapur came to Shirdi and went to the masjid. On seeing Baba, he fell at his feet and without being asked, offered some dakshana then sat in a corner, eager to hear the talk that was going on. Baba turned his face towards him and said, How cunning people are. They fall at my feet and offer dakshana, but inwardly give abuses behind the back. Is that not wonderful? This remark fit the solicitor, though none understood it. The solicitor grasped it, but kept silent. When they returned to the Wada, the solicitor said to Kaka Sahib, What Baba said was perfectly right. The dart was aimed at me. It was a hint to me that I should not indulge in reviling or scandalizing others. 
When the sub-judge of Pandapur came and stayed here to improve his health, a discussion about his situation took place in the barroom at Pandapur. The discussion was about whether the ailments the sub-judge suffered from were ever likely to be cured without medicines. Also, whether it was proper for an educated man like the sub-judge to turn to such methods as going to Sai Baba. The sub-judge was criticized, as was Sai Baba. I also took some part in this affair. Now Sai Baba showed the impropriety of my conduct. This is not a rebuke to me, but a favor, an advice that I should not indulge in any slander of others and not interfere unnecessarily in others' affairs. Shirdi is more than a hundred miles from Pandapur. Still, Baba, through his omniscience, knew what had transpired there in the barroom. The intervening places, rivers, jungles, and mountains, were not a block to his all-perceiving sight. He could see or read the hearts of all. There was nothing secret or veiled from him. Everything, far or near, was as clear to him as broad daylight. Whether a man be far or near, he cannot avoid the all-pervading gaze of Sai Baba. From this incident, the solicitor took the lesson that he should never speak ill of others nor unnecessarily criticize them. This evil tendency was completely washed and he was set on the right path. Though the story refers to a solicitor, it is applicable to all. All should take this lesson to heart and profit from it. Sai Baba's greatness is unfathomable, and so are his wonderful leelas. His life is also such, for he is Brahman incarnate. Pranams to Sri Sai. Peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's The Sri Sai Satcharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, edited and narrated by Monica Penaconda. For more content like this online, please go to divinelineage.org SciFamily.org and PeaceFires.org To learn more about Monica, please go to MonicaPinaconda.org